Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Welcome to season two of Chillin' with Ice. I'm your host, Lori Fetrick, also known as Ice from the hit iconic show, American Gladiators. If you're new to the show, make sure you go back and listen to some of the funniest jaw-dropping behind-the-scenes stories from some of the original American Gladiators. In season two of Chillin' with Ice, you're gonna hear some real one-on-one conversations with pop culture icons, athletes, and lifestyle gurus, and that's just to name a few. We will be covering everything from 90s classic, fitness, anti-aging, to recent trends, and so much more. This podcast is where legends live on. Before we dive into our incredible episode today, I want to let you know that this is a self-funded podcast, and I would love your support. For the cost of a cup of coffee a month, you can donate to my Patreon page, and that would make all the difference in the world. For the small donation, you will get back so much in rewards, like you can watch all of my podcasts on video. I will have exclusive content like behind-the-scenes footage, a private Facebook group where you can interact with me directly and other VIP fans, a monthly Q&A, direct shout-outs, and follows from me to you on your social media, and so much more. Find me on Patreon at Chillin' With Ice or click the link in the show notes now. Okay, let's dive in. Welcome back to Chillin' with Ice. I have a very special guest today. Her name is Max West, and this woman has done a shit ton. You have done so much in your life. It's amazing. Um, (laughs) Yes, you have. She's originally from Sweden, and we're going to get into everything that she's ever done, and I'm going to let her tell you her backstory Um, she's got her crown here and there's a reason why she has her crown here because she's the princess and the queen. Mm -hmm. A queen or a princess? A queen. You're a queen. We're called queens. Yeah. The world queen. The world queen. (laughs) The world queen. I love that. Um, Max, tell me, tell me again, because I was going to, like I said, we were just sitting here talking and it's a WBFF. WBFF, which stands for? World Beauty Fitness Fashion. Tell me what... How did you get into that? And what is it different from like bikini, uh, fitness, and all these other different divisions when mm-hmm. it comes to the fitness and competing? How I got into it? Uh, I tried NPC, which is uh, traditional bodybuilding, mm-hmm. about 12 years ago. Uh, I met Dana Lynn Bailey out on the streets, and I got inspired, and I wanted to compete. So I started a prep um, by myself, didn't know anything about it. I just always been into fitness. Uh, and I went on this whole prep and I did all the mistakes in the book. I did all the <laughs> cardio in the world. I cut out my carbs. I went so hard. I was not even a, a human being. Did you deplete basically. like we all yeah. did? Because, oh, you know, my I, God. Com- I competed for like eight years. Yeah. Yes. Bodybuilding, in- like traditional. Yeah bodybuilding I mm-hmm. mean because when I by the way sorry to mean they're up but when I competed there were no other really divisions it was just mm-hmm. female bodybuilding 
Yeah. That's all we had. We didn't have to choose from the fitness and the physique and uh -huh. everything else. So yes, I made all those mistakes. Yes. I feel like most of a us have done that and especially like I'm thinking I don't need a coach I can just go and Google exactly. <laughs> and Google how to prep for a competition and then I had this brilliant friend of mine he's like my brother is a professional bodybuilder all he does is eat no corpse I'm like ooh, I can do that right <laughs> and I did that and I, I competed two times actually and uh in bikini and then in figure back then and you know it was fun but it just wasn't for me i wasn't yeah. feeling it and i didn't really want to do it again so then i just went on having this whole competitor lifestyle without competing because i was fanatic about training i was fanatic about weighing my food and i started instead because i'm a photographer so on occasion i would do a photo shoot for myself where i modeled because i thought that would make me a better photographer and it also made me be able to do these preps for a yeah. reason because it's very difficult i think a lot of us know that it's very difficult to prep for nothing you need oh, an, you an have to goal. have a yeah. goal you have to have a goal otherwise yeah. forget about it you're just shooting for nothing for what yeah it's it's i can't do it um maybe some people can do it i cannot uh so i didn't do that and then long story short fast forward for, forward to 29 wait when was COVID? 2021? I don't know. I've lost track the of time. The year before I, COVID. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. My, I have a friend who's a makeup artist. She did makeup for WBFF. And she said, oh my God, Max, you should compete in this thing. And I said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to compete. You know, I've seen this stuff on on online with the whole costumes and everything. Like we do costumes like big wings and like a little bit of Victoria's Secret with more muscle. Uh, but I didn't want to do it. And she introduced me to my coach, um, whose name is Carolina Campos. And the two of them managed to convince me to do this thing. <laughs> and I figured, you know, why not? I'll, I'll give it a try. I'll try one time. But when I do something, I go all in. Right. There is no kind of doing anything. So I, I went all into that thing. So you went and, and when? Yeah. Well, I mean, why not? Yes. But I think... One, but so I actually competed during COVID in a virtual competition because oh, everything shut down and everybody's on prep and they keep canceling show after show after show after show. Mm -hmm. And I guess the WBFF figured, you know, we need to do something. All these people are spending all this money and they're prepping and they can't do anything. Let's do an online competition. So they did. And I did two of them and I won my pro card. On one of them. Okay, wait. I got to ask you about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, online. Okay, yeah. I know that, I mean, during that time, I had online acting classes. Mm -hmm. And it was the worst. I hated it. And then there was online auditions. Mm -hmm. I hated it. Yeah. How the hell do you do an online competition? I mean, where were you when you were filming yourself? Locked in my apartment. Well, I'm a photographer and videographer, so it's not hard You had for an me. advantage. What yes. about the girls who weren't? Um, it was, they were very, like, they gave instructions on how to do it. They said, uh, you know, use your phone, put it like landscape mm -hmm. and put it in this height and, you know, have a light that is like this. So they were being very instructive. And if you had a coach, they would just, okay, 
explain how to do it. I, I figured it out anyway. Right. Uh, but I definitely saw that uh, because they put everything together so we could go in and watch after. Okay. Uh, and watch all the different people. Some people definitely had really bad angles and lighting. But I mean, like, what are you going to do? Right. And at the end of the day, I think if somebody was... Because the WBFF do this. So you don't have to win to get a pro card. Mm -hmm. You can get a pro card if you play second or third or whatever. If you are pro level. Got so it. you can also win and not get it. Okay. If that makes sense. Totally You have sense. to be a pro level. And I think even if the lighting isn't perfect and all these things, you can tell if right. somebody is a pro athlete level. I got it. Yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, I didn't see everybody, but there weren't a lot of people getting it. I didn't get it on the first one. I got it on the second one. So when I finally competed, uh, so I prepped from January that year to November. November, I stepped on stage for the first time on a pro stage and won it that's so awesome. i won i became a queen on my yeah. first real show and i think i did not expect that and i think because i didn't really want to do this <laughs> you didn't care that much <laughs> i care about it i prepped and i was like yeah i'm only gonna try this one time whatever and then also i remember i was looking online on all these people that i had followed like hattie boyle then i um What's this other girl's name? There was a bunch of them that were famous. Mm -hmm. And I look at them and I was like, I don't look like that. And then I look myself in the mirror. I'm very big on like manifesting things. I look myself in the mirror and I said, shut the fuck up, Max. You're the shit. You worked hard and you're going to kick ass and you're going to win this crown. And then I did. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> and that I, is awesome. I don't know. It's like the mindset of, okay, I'm just going to do this and it's just going to work. Yeah. And I also did not think I was going to love being on stage. I'm a photographer. I like being behind the camera. I don't like being on the camera. Now how, I do. How though. was it being on stage for you? Did you enjoy I it once you were it. there? Yeah. I okay. loved it. Yeah. And now I was just, um, have you guys seen, oh wait, no, it hasn't come out yet. The new Steve-O thing. No, I <laughs> Where hasn't people come out ask yet. Him, <laughs> people ask him about, uh, he was on the drinking bro. So I was listening in the car now. And he says, you know, people are asking like, how are you? do you have like a very high to uh, pain tolerance? And he says, no, but my desire, <laughs> I'm an attention whore, he says, and the desire for attention is weighs more than the pain. Oh, nice. And I was okay, like, so I guess it's like attention. that. I was like, I I guess I'm an attention whore. I don't there know. you go, an attention whore. Yeah, a little right. bit. I guess I can be too. In, in a good it. way. It's fun. But it's fun. Yeah. You've done a lot in your life though. I mean, I went back and looked at your research. Um, yes, you've been a photographer for a major 20 supplement. 20 something years. Yeah, that must be amazing. That's my passion over everything. Well, always. and then you started Pure Blood, mm -hmm. your own company. I'm representing that for her too. I love yeah. it. How did how did that come about? What did it, what inspired that? Uh, so I have it with Tommy Vext, my friend and a musician. I got basically i think it's maybe four or five years ago he exposed black lives matters mm -hmm. and because he's half black people thought about oh wait oh my god he's saying all these things and like this doesn't make sense and then what he said was correct and during covid actually that's when i got to know him i think a lot of us people that fight for freedom and fight what was right we all kind of found each other that year mm -hmm. and he's like my family today and this was an idea he had in the past and i'm a doer <laughs> yeah so he told me about it and he's like okay do you want to go in on this and i said yes and then like a couple of days later i'm like website is up products are ready designs are ready i'm like let's go <laughs> did he go whoa he's like whoa okay <laughs> i was like yeah 
<laughs> this is just, I, I'm also, I can't, if I have an idea, I need to do it now. I can't wait yeah. till later because it's not fresh in my mind and then it just goes away. So I like to do things now. No, I get that. I'm, I'm the same way. It's like, if I have an idea, mm -hmm. I'm like, all right, here we go. This is how it's going to go. It's go boom, 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 boom. Yeah. I mean, I already see the ending result. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's the only way that you can get from A to Z there. Do you I mean, get downloads too. Do I what? Downloads. What do you mean? Like downloads of information. I do get downloads sometimes, kind of like an idea, yeah. but it doesn't have to be that. And it's like, I see the beginning to the end, everything at the same time. I can't say that I see everything at the same time. I can't go that far, but I can actually see in my mind, like I can go, okay, let's fast forward this mm -hmm. and see how this is really going to play out. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, it's, Yes, I can pretty much play out everything. Mm -hmm. And yes, I have to keep that really positive attitude sometimes. Sometimes it doesn't turn out. But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to go all the way when I do things, when I have an idea, whether it be a company, whether I'm doing a children's book right now, for instance, mm -hmm. never in a million years did I ever think that this was going to happen. Next thing is I'm having an animation company. Uh -huh. and, and it's like one of these things that just, it keeps going. The train keeps going. And it's just like, Oh my God, this is, I, sometimes you ever pinch yourself and go, holy shit, this is actually happening the way that I yes. planned. <laughs> I, did, I mean, a lot of times because, so I went, I, now when I don't compete, I go to competitions and help out and like help out to give out awards and, and different things. And I was in a show in Dallas and this girl came up and talked to me and then she posted on Instagram and she was crying and like explained how emotional it was to meet me and and other people also bad and i was like oh my god but like to me i i'm her you know i'm 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 no yeah, different you're than now her. an inspiration it's very strange is it yeah yeah but people, it is and it's not <laughs> people get inspired by watching people do things and accomplish things that they feel maybe they can't and they yeah, look they look but they can they can yeah it's just a matter of a mindset it's a matter mm -hmm. a matter of a desire and not giving up and never giving up. I read the Think and Grow Rich right now. Yeah. Have you read it? Yes. Yeah. Good book. Yes. Very good book. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's so many people. I, oh God. I wish I had read that book when I was, I don't know, 16. Yeah. Why do they not give that out in school? It's right? the same. The, the love languages. Okay. You know the love languages? Yeah. Why are they not teaching kids that? They don't t literally, come on. They don't, first of all, when it comes to financial information with kids nowadays, mm -hmm. they should be learning how to do money, invest money, handle money, save money. Yeah. At 14, 15 years old because they get their first job at 16, mm -hmm. you know, and we're not taught that here. I don't know how Sweden is. How no. was it when you were growing up there? No. Nothing. I mean, the only, the only, it's, it's probably very similar. The only thing I know that we learn over there that is not here in Sweden or in Europe in general, we have to know about the whole world. While over here, you have to know about here. That's it. That's why we have a test on the 50 states of the United States. We have to know Seriously. that. Seriously. And that doesn't necessarily help me in this no, other way. No, it doesn't way. help us no, at all. No, they still don't really help you with the financial. I do remember when I was very young, we got we had to start a business. So my business actually did best in the whole school <laughs> because everybody had this great idea of selling somewhat expensive items. While my little company was making, it's like, I don't know if they have them over here, but in Sweden we have like a, a it's like a cleaning cloth for the kitchen. And I was standing all night and printing Santa Claus on all of these things because it was Christmas. And then I sold them for like 
a couple of dollars. So everybody bought them so because it's no were, money and they thought yeah. it was cute because I'm a kid. And everyone else is trying to sell like ex expensive items. Nobody's going to buy that. Right. While everyone is okay with hey, spending a dollar on a child's <laughs> item, which is still a usable item. Right. Well, and that's the other thing. If you ever, I mean, have you ever walked into a store, which is smart on your part, because it's mm -hmm. like when you see something at the at the counter for a dollar and yeah. you start thinking, oh, my God, mm -hmm. all these millions of people just spending a dollar yeah. on this one particular item. Yeah. It's like rather than spending, you know, $100 or something like that mm -hmm. to where people sometimes can't afford it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's weird how we just don't teach these things in school whatsoever. Okay, so they don't teach that in school. They don't mm -hmm. teach any kind of fitness, any kind of health. They don't teach, I'm sorry, what do they teach in school? I don't know. I'm going to say the food in Europe is better, though. We actually get real food in school. Mm -hmm. And now when I think about it, I even a little while ago, I had a conversation with friends of mine. So I'm from Sweden. I have a good friend from South Africa. Uh, my other friend is from uh, Puerto Rico and then one friend from here. Okay. And we were all talking about what we were eating as kids. And I said, I remember we hated the, the food in school. Mm -hmm. It was so nasty. But we got meat and potatoes and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, wow, it was actually food. Yeah, we don't well, have, here, we didn't get that it's here. It's not. And I even, I called my mom a while back and thanked her. I was like, thank you for feeding me actual food. Mm -hmm. Because I guess that's why I am the way I am now. And I actually like food. Were your parents um, into any kind of fitness, health? Were they healthy? What was your upbringing like that made you how you are today? What has influenced you? Uh, my mom was never like into fitness, but my dad was. Oh, okay. My mom would cook good, proper food though. Mm -hmm. And my mom, is also, my mom has been sick for like 20 plus years. So she basically eats the same as I do. Okay. Very clean because it's the only way she, she can stay fine. Mm -hmm. uh, she can't eat processed bad food because she will get more sick. Uh, my dad was always into, he doesn't, re my dad eats like once a day. He doesn't really, you know, he's like, oh, whatever. That's like the dad thing <laughs> for some he reason. was uh, like some sort of, he, he was an athlete as young. He was running. He, both of my parents actually played professional bowling. Oh, that's interesting. Right. And my dad played tennis, so I played tennis. That's cool. For like 13 years. And my dad goes to the gym and stuff. My mom doesn't. Nothing. No. So I guess they had one part each, and I, I took both of them. There you go. So it worked out. <laughs> yeah, my dad, I, I remember my dad lifting weights in the backyard. He had his muscle and mm -hmm. fitness magazines. Even back then, I remember seeing him, like, mm -hmm. laying around the house. My mom was a health fanatic. Yeah. Like, she wouldn't let us eat any sugared cereals in the morning. I mean, as a kid, I hated it. I mean, come on. I, yeah. I, I wanted I wanted the Captain Crunch and I wanted that kind of cereal. My I wanted like, that too. Absolutely not. We went on vacation over here when I was young and we saw, we don't even have that kind of cereal over there. Really? So that's all you want. You're like, oh my God, it's so many colors everywhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I guess I got it on the vacation and that's it. Yeah, it's my mom was a total health nut. And that kind of I think that obviously resonated with me throughout my life. Mm -hmm. And I started bodybuilding when I was, um, I want to say 22, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact, and then I got into competing and everything. So it's, it's fascinating to me that all these different divisions have come up, which is great. Okay, mm -hmm. but okay, next thing I want to see your crown. I want to see it. Yeah. Pull it out. Well, I mean, said so I did the traditional bodybuilding and it wasn't for me. I love, believe it or not, I was the most tomboyish person ever before. Mm -hmm. And then I started competing and now I'm such a girl when I'm at the shows. <laughs> I love this. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. 
Okay, so those of you of that you're not watching the YouTube video, she just took out her sash. Was it, the sash is beautiful. Miss World Bikini and the crown. That's a huge it's crown. So big, yes. That's gorgeous, though. I have so I have two other crowns from smaller shows. Uh huh. And this this actually fits on the hair when it's curly now. When my hair is normal and straight, it's so big. That's <laughs> so it's like I gotta buy this padding or something. But I just said to my friend the other day, I've been wearing crowns now for a few years, and your balance gets so good. Because your head has to be straight as well. At least three different occasions within the last few weeks, I have slipped, and I mean bad. And I just slip and I just right back up. I'm like, okay, let's go. (laughs) One time in the hotel bathroom, it was it leaked water, and I just like wee, (laughs) just like that. And I'm just right back up. And in the stair the other day, Uh and I don't even fall. And I was like, it's gotta be the crown. It's it's from your crown. It is from your crown. Yeah. How heavy is it? Can I see it? Yeah. Let's see this. Oh my God, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Here we go, people. This is the crown. I should, oh, it's kind of cool because it actually, you can put it in your head and you can kind of fit it. You got that, Jeff? You got. You actually have to zoom out the camera just to get the entire crown. I don't think they're going to like that you wear it though. <laughs> it's like, uh, it's, uh, what's it called? What is it? Uh, That's a beautiful uh, crown. What do they call it? They don't want to try it. Oh, now we all know. So you actually coach girls. I noticed that online. Um, Hormones, gut health. I mean, is this also what you're actually teaching them as you're training them? Uh, So I started a long time ago. I I mean, I've always been into the training and everything. So I got certified, you know, all the NASM and that, like all the certifications. Mm -hmm. And I called myself a trainer. And I don't want to do do that that because I'm not a trainer. I want to help people with their guts and their minds. Okay. Because you can train perfect and train so hard and everything and you can diet. But if if your mind isn't there and your stomach is fucked up, nothing is going to work. Okay. And I actually had a client. It's thanks to her that I changed my whole coaching business. I had a client and uh, before I had like a customer support team. So people could always get help right away. And I realized that I, you know, I would always check in on them to see, not every day, but just to see, you know, that they always answer the way I want them to Mm -hmm. answer people. Um, So this woman reached out and she said, hey, uh, can you please switch my plan to a low carb plan? And somebody answers, yeah, okay. And I'm like, wait a second, what the fuck? I said, why? And I email them and say, why would you do that? I, I don't coach that way. Mm-hmm. We don't do that. Right. <laughs> like, who is this person? <laughs> so I reached out to the girl and I said, hey, I saw that you asked for a low-carb diet. And I said, I don't typically reach out like this, this way. Because this was, I have different kind of coaching plans. You can do a one-on-one with me where mm-hmm. you talk to me all the time. Obviously, it costs more money. Yeah. And then I have a more basic plan for people that kind of like do their own thing. They just want a little bit of assistance, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she was on that one. But I reached out to her and I said, I saw you asking for a low-carb diet and I wouldn't, I would like to know why. And I said, uh, so I started talking with this woman and she's just super cute. She's in England. She has this cute accent. And we're still to this day, this is like four years ago, we still talk mm-hmm. almost every day. That's awesome. And I started talking to her and we just talk, like not even about food or training or everything, just about life. And it so turned out- a friend. That- 
Yes. <laughs> so it turned out that she was in an abusive relationship and it was just really bad. Uh, so I just started talking to her about this and try to like motivate her and like try to make her think, you know, how she's going to change these things. And then I'm going to say like maybe like one or two years later, she left this guy took her daughter and left to a different place and she is the fucking happiest most beautiful like person today and she's oh, so happy so and she would cool. always tell send messages to me like max you don't understand what you've done like my life people i meet people from my past and they're like who are this who are you you're shining and then i was like wait a second this is because now then she lost all the weight too because mm -hmm. she was very overweight and she just changed her life and get happier and suddenly all that weight just came off Cortisol levels, stress levels. Yeah. I mean, we know how that works in our bodies. And so many people don't know how, no. how that works. They just think that, oh, you just diet and diet and diet and then it works. Right. No, and, and it these doesn't. people who diet and diet, diet, their body holds on to the weight, holds on to yep. the fat. They're still stressed out of their mind. Uh -huh. It's not happening. Or people overtrain. That's they true just too. do, or they do something, which was always my struggle in the past. I would do something. I was a binge eater my whole life. And mm -hmm. I mean, I can eat. You have no idea. <laughs> I read that. You said that you, you could out eat anyone. Anybody. <laughs> so How my tall are you? 5'8". Five 5'8". Eight. Five eight. What do you um, weigh right now? Right now I'm like 150. 150. Is that your off season or is that? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to go high. I've been to 160 and I don't like it. My joints don't feel good. And what do you compete at? Uh, I was 135. Okay, that's not bad. No. 15 pounds, So I started basically. my fitness journey on 115 pounds. Oh. Okay, I, I saw those tiny, photos. tiny. Super tiny. I saw <laughs> no those curves photos. No curves whatsoever. Yeah. And I was like, your butt's so big. I had no butt before. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and I, was, I have knee injuries too, so it's been a struggle to get here. But I've learned... The same, I would overtrain. I would train like three, four hours a day before and do all this cardio. Now I train five days a week for about an hour, mm -hmm. sometimes one and a half, and that's it. Yeah. And then I eat steak like three times a day. Steak? Steak. I uh, eat wow. five to six meals a day, three of them are steak. I like steak, it's just my body doesn't digest Everyone's different. It doesn't that mean well. it will work for everybody. Right. But you can also, you, you don't know, but some clients that are not eating steak at all, I eat them in through ground beef, for example, yeah. and then eventually they can start eating steak. So you can't right. just eat it like that if you don't do it already. No, because it'll no. hit your stomach hard. Because I didn't eat red meat for 26 years. Oh, wow. So it was not overnight. Wow. But and now I can eat all the steak. We are going to take a quick break right now, and we're going to come back with Max West, and we're going to talk more about gut health hormones and how she's training. So stay tuned. Come right back. For those of you that want to rock my gear, check out my store at icetshirts.com. Find the gladiator in you with these iconic styles. Get your chillin' with ice gear along with many other cool styles such as the OG Gladiator. We have that in t-shirts, hats, and hoodies. Plus my all-time favorite, the beautiful badass t-shirt. I've got a hat to match that one and so much more. Score your ice merch today, icetshirts.com where legends live on. All right, we're back with Max West, and we're talking about gut health hormones and how you actually eat and train. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, we were talking about the red meat and the, everything else. Have you ever had, and this is interesting, I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you this question. Have you ever had Wagyu? Yes, I okay. love it. <laughs> interesting. So I was in Canada. Uh -huh. We went to this amazing place to eat dinner. It was uh -huh. Casa Loma. Okay, it was this castle, like mm -hmm. just gorgeous. Anyway, they were serving Wagyu. 
I've never had what it kind? before. Do you know what kind? Okay, now see, that's that's interesting that you say uh-huh. what kind. Yeah. Because I guess there's all these different kinds and we didn't know. Yeah. So we ordered this one kind and it was so fatty. And it was supposed yeah, to be like- it's very the, different. It was uh-huh. supposed to be like the top Wagyu, mm-hmm. kind of like the Japanese and that's what yeah. everybody eats. Because I guess the, the super nice one is called like A5 or something? A7. A, A, okay. I guess that, so. it, it goes from that. like, I don't know, like yeah. one to seven. But anyway, we were, we were all eating and we were like, what the fuck is this? I mean, because it was so fatty. Did you not like it? No. I don't like fatty meat, but no, I did I don't have either. that Japanese Wagyu not too long ago, and I did like that. <laughs> so I think I think that it's different levels, yeah. you know? And it's mm-hmm. interesting because so many people don't know that there's different types of beefs and things like that, and Wagyu, mm-hmm. um, they try to explain to us how it was raised, all that oh my kind God. of stuff, I, right? Yeah. But um, since you're such a steak eater, I was like, okay, you're the first person to ask. I don't know. So I'm very limited. At, I only eat very few things, uh, but I'm about to order like a cow to the house because I buy everything from a butcher. And now I'm thinking it's probably better to just go straight to the farm and buy a whole animal. So this guy, I got a connection from a friend and the guy sent me a list of everything I can get. And I'm like, dude, this is like Greek to me. I don't even know what I'm looking at. My dad used to do that. My dad would raise yeah. a cow. Yeah. Kill it himself. I don't know how he did that. Mm-hmm. Kill it himself. Have a butcher come out. And that was his meat for the entire year. And yeah. they had this ginormous freezer. I want to go deer hunting. I've never had deer. No? No. I, I had the very best gamey. deer of my damn life last week, I think. I'm from really? Sweden, too. We eat a lot of deer and elk and boar and stuff like that. So what's your favorite meat to eat then, since you do eat all that? Uh, I eat flank steak three times a day. Okay. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, so I'm the queen of air fryers. Okay. I don't use a kitchen at all. Okay. I cook everything in the air fryer. And when I travel, I have my air fryer in my trunk You're right gonna now. You're going to have to teach me how to cook yeah. then with an air fryer. I can cook the most delicious rare steak in the air fryer because I eat my meat rare mm-hmm. or medium rare if I go to a restaurant or you get freaking sick. Can I ask why beef mm-hmm. and not chicken? Uh, so I was intolerant to chicken for like five years until I went to Dr. Chalmers. So I technically could eat it now, mm-hmm. but I don't like chicken. Just don't like it. I hate it. Okay, so it's the flavor that you don't. Yeah, like. I okay. just don't like it. So I eat um, ninety nine lean ground turkey. Those are my. Thing. Yeah, I don't like turkey either. <laughs> and fish, I do like fish. I love fish actually, but it for muscle growth for me it hasn't really done very well. Okay, so for muscle growth, anybody yeah. who really wants to put on the muscle, it's got to be, it's got to be a lean. Uh, it's got to be a lean protein. So beef. Yeah, head, and that but fish, it's it's just not it. No. Yeah, it doesn't not even, work. Not even salmon or anything like that. But salmon is so fatty, so I, I can't eat that too often, though. Okay. So my body, as a, how my body works, everybody's different here. I eat extremely high carbs, and okay. my body is fat sensitive. Interesting. I cannot go super high on fats. It doesn't... Uh, my best way to explain it... First of all, I, I, eating an insane amount of carbs still keeps me lean. Mm-hmm. If I increase my fats, I... I, I just don't, I don't look good. So, and also it doesn't feel right in my stomach. This is, this is a great conversation because there are so many diets out there. So mm-hmm. many fad diets out there yeah. for people. They're like, um, there's the keto diet, which I just, I don't believe in. I don't believe in any I don't of believe in diets. any diet. I don't either. I believe in the, you should eat the Lori diet and I eat the max diet. Yeah, because, because everybody's body up is with, different, yeah. like you said. Whoever came up with all these things, it's obviously a person that it worked for. 
mm-hmm. and then they named it and sold it. Yeah. But that was for them. <laughs> well, I mean, we all know this because we're in the fitness industry and that yeah. is, it's a gazillion dollar business. Yeah. And so they're just going to feed you all the information mm-hmm. that they possibly can. Also, excuse me, everybody, vegan and vegetarian should not fucking exist. <laughs> there is no, so I had, there was- We're I, not meant to no, be. I no, I don't know what people, oh, we're not, we have to save the animals. We are meant to eat them, okay? Like, that's how <laughs> the world works. And I've had competitors that think they're going to compete vegan. I don't know how many times I've heard this. People say, oh, but I'm vegan and I want to compete. And I say, ooh, that's going to be hard. No, no, no. I know competitors that are vegan. Yes, they are on steroids. Yeah. Not natural. I don't know what the hell you're thinking. Like, and also there's so much shit in vegan food because I actually used to like vegan food. And think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Think about that. All, they'll do steroids, but yet they won't eat meat. Because right? of the fact that it's, they don't, it's unnatural or whatever it is. But you're going to yeah. do steroids instead. It doesn't make any sense at all in the world. But because for a while, have you seen that movie? There's a famous fighter that broke like his knees and everything. And he went vegan for inflammation, Mm -hmm. which I have heard that it can actually help. And I think that certain diets may help for a short period of time, Mm -hmm. uh, depending on your health issue. Uh, So I have a lot of injuries. So I figured, hey, you know what? I'm going to try. Why not? Right. See if it helps my... That was before I found BPC-157, <laughs> the peptide. Right. No, I don't need none of that. So I tried vegan for a little while. I get so sick. Mm-hmm. There's so a lot of people that get sick. sick. Yeah. And they don't It was like the whole body the just two. shuts down. Yeah. And you have to take so much supplements and vitamins because you're not getting nutrients. And I have a friend who actually did the whole breakdown of the... So vegetables are useless. Mm-hmm. I barely eat vegetables. I eat a little bit for filler like when I prep and stuff, but I don't like vegetables and I don't eat them. The nutrients that we're supposed to get from vegetables, you get more of them from an animal mm-hmm. these days than you actually get from the vegetable. I take a, a super green. I didn't yeah, drink it. Yeah, probably better. I just drink it. Because people, <laughs> oh, you have to eat all your vegetables. No, why? Yeah. <laughs> As I think Jay Cutler did a whole video about why it can actually even be harmful for a bodybuilder to eat a lot of vegetables. Mm-hmm. I don't, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it was like, yeah, he has, he has a good point. Like what, you don't get anything out of that shit anymore. Yeah. So vegans out for you. Yeah. Vegetarians out for you. You're meat eater. Meat, 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 red meat. I have clients too. Typically, I always want to try it with everybody because I don't believe people say, oh, I can't eat red meat because my body, you know, I'm like intolerant to it or my body can't process it. That's bullshit. Probably not right now because of a lot of other stuff you've done in your life because you've destroyed your digestive system. So now you can't process it. Yes, that might be true. Mm -hmm. So let's fix that. Right. So I had a client that came to me a while ago and she didn't eat any red meat and her main sources of protein was actually not from animals. Mm-hmm. And I said, so this girl won her competition last week, two categories. Okay. So we, I, when we started, it took a little while to get it all in there, but mm-hmm. she's eating meat. She's all the eating meals. meat. All the meals. <laughs> I think it's also, you can't just switch. Your body doesn't like drastic changes. So if you're a vegan now, don't start eating meat tomorrow. Right. I was just going to ask you, so what would you suggest to anybody that's looking to getting into, let's say, any kind of competition or fitness Mm -hmm. for their diet and they have no idea how to start this journey? Well, I think, so as a competitor, this is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. I eat the same food all year round prep or not. 
The only difference is that obviously now when I'm not on prep, I eat more food and I do more occasions when I eat flexible things or like okay. have a cheat or a treat or something. But typically on a regular day, I eat the exact same thing now as I do in my prep. That's why I like my prep because I like all the food I eat. Mm -hmm. I love my food. I eat steak three times a day. How's that bad? Mm -hmm. You know? What carbs do you eat? Uh, when you, when you do eat them, because you said, no, I mean, you're I hard hot, you're all high. my right. food. Yeah, so all my meals. What carbs do you eat? Uh, white rice and oatmeal. Okay. That's See, that's another controversial it. thing is the white rice. Everybody's like, don't eat white rice. As it's got to be brown rice. As far as I hear rice. the brown rice, there's some shit on the brown rice that pe messes people up. I can't remember what it is now. There's but, always something. But also, everyone's different. For some, yeah. potatoes were great. I've tried it. Potatoes, don't ask me why or how, but I don't look the same if I eat potatoes. Mm -hmm. I okay. look great when I eat rice and oatmeal. Oatmeal? Yeah. I love oatmeal. That's my favorite thing. And you Twice eat six. You eat six to seven meals a uh, day. I eat say. five. Five right now. So I have uh, two oatmeal meals and three rice meals. All right. So what's in the future for you? What are you looking to do? Well, I'm working on a project right now. So I've always known that I want to help people, but I was never. And I mean, I want to do my photography and everything too. But you know how you you know kind of what your mission in life is but not exactly and I know my mission in life now which is I know it so that's why I rebranded my whole business is called the no bloat club I want to help I want to make the world healthy so and I mean starting with the gut and the mindset so that people can reproduce healthy babies I have a lot of friends who work and do work within child trafficking and I want to be a part of that but I don't think that's not my mission. My mission is to make people healthier so we have healthier babies and then they can save them because they're always fucked up people in the world. But like people people don't understand that they're, they're having children, but they're basically just setting these kids up for failure because they're being born with health issues. They're being because born Because nobody with understands how we're supposed to eat. Not only that, they're just vaccinating the shit out of them. That too. Everything, it's just, is, everything is poison. So I said, I'm building out this whole project and I'm actually working some with Dr. Chalmers too. Okay. Because he does amazing things. He's, yes. when I came to him the first time, I was intolerant to like 70 different foods. Wow. And I eat all of them now, except Good. gluten. Nobody should eat that. Okay. In this country. Right. I eat, <laughs> in this country. <laughs> I eat European gluten. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing that it doesn't come from, it's modified over okay. here. Okay. It's not the same. So with that mission, um, mm -hmm. Something came up, and, mm -hmm. and, and you say that you have worked with or you have friends within, within the child mm -hmm. trafficking. Um, something came up to where I, we kind of had a question about that. Mm -hmm. Why don't they put a GPS in every single small baby? Think about that for a minute. Mm -hmm. How, think about it. Yeah. If there was a small, just until they were 18, I don't know, somebody could develop That's this. That's like, and it's then it, such a good idea and such a creepy idea also. Creepy, but good. Yeah. But think about it. So... Depends they, who does it. They put us just like intention. a dog, right? You put you put your little yeah. you put your little GPS in your dog. So if it gets you uh -huh. know lost, they scan it, and all of a sudden they know where it's at, right? Mm -hmm. Why not do that for babies? And all of a sudden it dissolves when they're eighteen. Well, yeah, I don't know. The thing <laughs> is, is it's such if it's good in, with good intention, it's such a good idea. But because there are so many fucking assholes in this world that's going to be used for bad things right so well it's not going to be allowed first of all i know yeah. that, that nobody no. would allow it because yeah. human trafficking is the number one largest commodity yeah. in the world you know and so something about that is so interesting so you know how everything about the israel thing is like all over 
social media and stuff now. Oh my God, people, you know, all these pedophiles and criminals, they can go to Israel and they're like safe haven. Yeah, I knew this when I lived in Sweden 20 years ago. How is this news? Like now you're all being aware of this shit? It's the awareness in the US. It's so interesting. And I always tell people like, People just look on Instagram or Facebook, whatever they are, and that's where they get all their information from. I get mine so all whatever on TikTok. Is put okay. there, yeah. <laughs> but whatever comes up there, that's what they know, and they also they believe everything on there. And I, I mean, some information it's is social true, media. and it has some to be not. True. It's just like what the fuck? <laughs> people do know they people do no research in anything. No, we're not used to that. No, not here. <laughs> not at all. I mean, I'm not going to say it. To be honest, I've tried. When I was young, my parents were like on different ends in the politic world in mm-hmm. Sweden. So oh, I that always must tried. That hard. Yeah. So I, I kind of always wanted to stay out of it. Yeah. So I'm not really. I mean, I'm not like completely lost, but I also don't dig too much into that kind of stuff. Yeah. My girlfriend went down the rabbit hole once during COVID. Yeah. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> that's a funny story so i i said donald trump does not have a good reputation in sweden so i remember when the whole election was and i'm like i don't really want to vote for any of them but i mean like if i have to pay (laughs) yeah and then i told my parents oh my god how dare you you cannot tell us you are gonna be on trump's side i'm like what so biden is better i was like what the fuck let's just not even talk about this stuff now do your parents still live in sweden (laughs) yeah okay and they, they still do. follow all the politics over here. I mean, the, everything is v- shown differently over there. You okay. know, just like here, everything is shown to us the way we're supposed to see it. It's the same there. As I when well, during COVID, I lived in Miami, close, not on South Beach, but close enough to see it from my balcony. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom calls me, oh my God, Max, you have to be careful. It's shootings and fires all over South Beach. I open my window. I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes, like, it's all over the news. Can be. It's all over the news in Sweden. I'm like, what? <laughs> There's nothing here. What are you talking about? So, I mean, who knows? I know. I Anything want... can be true and everything can be wrong. <laughs> like, I, don't know. I want to talk about your tats uh-huh. for a moment. Yeah. First of all, I've got to ask, mm-hmm. did that neck tat hurt the worst? No. Out of everything. It tickled. So I used to be very ticklish. I'm not anymore. But when I got this done, I was laughing and she's like, shut up. You can't laugh when I do this. I'm like, oh. Yeah, right. Because you're moving. Yeah. Did you it have was to like, so ticklish. like hold your neck up like this while they were doing it? I mean, um, I... yeah. And you can't swallow. Like you have to swallow when she tells you to. Okay. It was just weird. No, it didn't hurt at all. It did not hurt. No. What's your favorite tat out of everything that you have on your body? Probably my neck. Your neck. I did. Well, my neck and my hands. I, I had a job in Sweden where they didn't want us to show us show any tattoos oh my god how'd you do that it was in a very nice hotel oh we had like button-up shirts and everything i didn't have my hands and neck tattoo then so the moment i when i moved over here in 2012 the first thing i did was get my hands tattooed and then my neck and i just told myself that i'm never gonna work for a person again in my life that was like my 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 statement i'm like i am not gonna be an employee ever again (laughs) yeah it's funny because i had i had just like um a band mm-hmm. like my first tattoo was like a little arm band uh-huh. and it was actually drawn from a hawaiian bracelet and it was i was gonna like, say it's hawaiian right this the is all arm? polynesian uh-huh. all my tat this whole arm is polynesian but the arm tattoo and all it took was one person to go when are you going to cover up that 80s tattoo and i went oh and I thought about it. And then um, that's when the gladiators in 2008 was there. And um, one of the gladiators, Tunaway, 
Mm. He was from Hawaii and he had all these Polynesian tattoos like The Rock. Well, mm -hmm. he's The Rock's stunt double, actually. Really? Yes. Oh. And so I was like, where'd you get your tats? He goes, let me turn you on to my guy. Uh -huh. You know, so he did my shoulder first. And then I told him, I said, I need you to cover up this this band right here. So he's doing my shoulder. And all of a sudden I look down. He goes, OK, I'm done. I see the band still there. And I go, dude, you're supposed to cover the band. He goes, yeah, I don't know what to do with that. You're going to have to go somewhere else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? So then I went to another artist and he went, and this, I was doing real estate at the time. Mm -hmm. So of course I went like right here so I could oh, wear a short cover. sleeve mm -hmm. and cover it because it was the same thing. You're not supposed to have tattoos back then yeah. when I was in real estate, you know, to be professional. Uh huh. So then once I kind of decided that I wasn't going to do that any longer, the tattoo came down to here to my mm -hmm. elbow. And then when I realized I was the same way screw it. I'm not working for anyone ever mm -hmm. again. I'm going to have my own business. I'm going to be the entrepreneur. That's when I went all the way down to my wrist. Isn't it interesting? There are so many like entrepreneurs that have tattoos. It was uh, like, we're all like, now we're done with this shit. Yeah, it's almost like the stamp. It's like the yeah. stamp of, look, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm not working for anyone ever yeah. again. It, it is because it's, I mean, our society has, I mean, it's gotten better as we know, yeah. you know, as far as like the accepting of tattoos and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But 10 years ago, uh-uh. I mean, no, it. I remember when I first moved here in Sweden, people don't really say much. Uh, it's not a thing to go. You, we don't really talk to strangers over there. That's why I never felt like I fit in. I love talking to strangers. <laughs> Wait, I so it's worse than L.A.? Because L.A., I've heard that you there, no, there's like nobody talks to anybody in L.A. And they're, you know, so Sweden's well, worse than a, L.A. The stand up comedian that did a joke about Swedish people and he's like pretending how he like blends into the wall kind of thing. It's like that. When I lived in New York and I, whenever I hear Swedish people, I would just start talking to them and they'd be like, Woo. stranger danger, and walk away. stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> I never understood that. <laughs> I like talking to strangers more than people I know. Right. So you were going to say something about Sweden and tattoos, though. Oh, yeah. People don't really say anything over there. So they I've never gotten a comment about nothing. anything. And then I came moved over here. Oh, in the beginning it was fun. And then when it started being like 40 times a day, I was just like, oh my God, I'm over this. Where they were just like, where'd you get that? What are you doing? What are all those hurt? What does that mean? Or the oh, best yeah. one in the middle of a set in the gym, like you, excuse me, I have a quick question. Mm -hmm. What do all your tattoos mean? You're like, okay, a quick hold on. question? Right? That's not a quick question. <laughs> exactly. I like the one that goes, does it hurt? Yeah. Well, I don't I, know. I told somebody, I was like, well, working out hurts too, but I do that also. <laughs> no pain, no gain. Right. I always say that. No pain. Mm -hmm. Every time I go in for something, Botox, whatever it is, no pain. No Speaking of that, I need some. Oh, I've got the girl for you. I had my guy in Miami and I was there and he wasn't there. And I was so sad. So now it's all wrinkly and shit here. Oh, you have nothing. I, but I say no, it's I funny. Do my, can... I just do my forehead. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Yeah. It's like once you can like do something. This is like... a, a photography thing. I've, I've had this since I was like 20 because I do this when I photograph. Yeah. See, it's like if you get this thing right here, no pain, no gain. Yeah. Um, tell me about your Edward Scissorhand tattoo. Uh, that was, I think I was like 20 something. And I had an artist I would go to and I told him I want to do Edward Scissorhand because it's my favorite movie ever. Ever? Yes. Tell since me why. I was five. Tell me why. It came out when I was five, I think. And I was in love with him. And my mom had a poster in her room because I thought he was scary. But I was still in love with him. Okay. It's the cutest movie. Still. It is cute. <laughs> so you got the tattoo when you got older. Yeah. And this artist told me about some guest artist. It was like a kid that was just there for the day. And he did this. And I don't know who he is. And I don't know where to find him. 
but he did a damn good job. Yeah, he did. He did an amazing job. I've seen some job. really bad adverts. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you've seen I some pretty... I feel so bad. People that got like a portrait and it just is so bad. And it's just terrible. Yeah. I have uh, I have my sister also. How many brothers and sisters? On the side. She's on the other side. You're like, where is she? Uh, You're like looking around. She's always with me. Uh, I have one real sister and my step-parents have... My stepmom has two daughters and my stepdad has one daughter. Okay. So when's your oh, next girls. competition? Uh, next year, Worlds in August. I only do that one. I wish I could compete more, but skinny skinny people cannot diet that much. <laughs> so it's hard for you to do more than one competition a year. Yeah, I last year I did no, not last. Yeah, last year I did two shows and I won the first one and the second one I shrunk so much. You because just can't it, do it takes so long for me to gain weight back. Mm-hmm. And I again, even though I don't eat as bad as I used to when I was younger, I eat a lot. You do. Like, you would never. So you said you eat almost 3,000 to 3,500 calories a day? Is that I don't about do that right? now. I did when I did my bulk, mm-hmm. like my actual bulk. I don't, I don't, I don't like it. I don't feel comfortable. I want to feel good. What do you average out about per day? Now? Uh, I mean, average. Off season. Off actually, season. I'm going to say now it's probably still an average of about 3,000. But what I do now is just I eat less on a daily basis and then I do more refeeds. Okay. Basically. So I'm going to say the average is probably still the same. But it works out better and I don't <clears throat> gain as much weight back. Now, you do talk to women about their hormones, but you're too young to really deal with no, the No, uh, so I turned 38. Oh, you're so No, but I've had very low testosterone for the past 15 years, probably. And I said, I don't know. So when I was about 20 something, uh, back then I was in birth control because everyone is, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I started getting really bad stomach issues and nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. And I had like cramps and I couldn't walk or breathe or work, do anything. And a lot of doctors down the line, one doctor said, stop taking your birth control. So I did, and all the problems went away. And I was, like I said, I was like 20 something. And she told me then, when you eat birth control, it, like when you do a test or something, it doesn't come out accurate mm-hmm. because it's messing it up somewhat. So after I stopped it, she told me, just so you know, you can't get pregnant on your own. And Is I didn't that like care. Ever? No, they said I just needed medical help. Okay. But I was 20 and I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't care. You're like, Woo-hoo. I didn't like bother to look into it or why or anything. I'm like, whoa, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> no more birth control. <laughs> uh, so then I came to this country like later on. And whenever I went to a gynecologist, I always told them like, there's something wrong with me. I can't get pregnant on my own, but I don't remember what it was. They called it something, but I don't know when it was in Sweden. And, you know. right. and everyone here told me, no, 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 there's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. They always said that. And then later on found a hormone replacement clinic. They, you know, checked all my hormones and my testosterone was 14 and my free 1.3. <sighs> Wow. So if anybody, as a, everybody's different. It everybody's doesn't mean different. that's necessarily bad, right. but typically they say like a woman in my age should be maybe 40 to 80 something. Mm-hmm. And I said first the total was free, but my body was only using like 1.3 or something, right. which was super low. So I tried to do testosterone injections and I reacted so bad. Now we figured out later that I was actually intolerant to the oil. Whoa. So tell me when you, when you say uh, that... What happened? 
I'm curious. Uh, I swelled up like a blowfish. I couldn't walk. I was laying in my bed like uh, I couldn't move my fingers. I could. It was just horrible. Whoa. So I was told then, oh, we can just give you water pills. And I said, hell no. So you take one thing. So you need another thing. To, no. No. Oh, nope. My mom is sick. I don't want anything. I said. So I just stopped. And the thing is, I still to this day have not done anything because i don't have any side effects i check my blood panel every three months Mm -hmm. just and actually my testosterone has naturally gone up a little bit Mm -hmm. not a lot but my free is 1.5 now (laughs) okay but you take (laughs) peptides also does that bpc 157 does it help your own testosterone level bpc no no. that's just uh for like recovery and healing and like guts I don't think BBC does anything for that, but also everything I do, the way I eat, the way I live, everything. What if you did something like an ipromorelin or something like that? Because there's so uh, many peptides mm-hmm. that will. I tried once on same problem, same reaction. Wow, uh, so my body's weird, so I've had no. I've my body just likes natural things. Okay, <laughs> it's to say I I don't drink pre workouts. I don't nothing. Uh, I had surgery on my arm because I broke my wrist. Yeah, I heard that. I saw. And that. they can't give me medication. Nothing. I was in so much pain, I went into shock, and they thought I had compartment syndrome, and I had to have a surgery too. They thought they were going to amputate my arm. It just, I, my body just went into shock because they can't ease my pain. So your because body I is take medication, and to... my body just shoots everything out. It doesn't want it. And it's a good and bad. Thing, it's it's obviously. like with everything. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse my nasty comment here now, but if I eat out, yeah, I go to the bathroom five times. It's like my body just doesn't it want just it. It just rejects it. It just does not want anything. That is bad. Okay. And he tells me right away. So either way, I haven't, my testosterone is still low, but I don't have any side effects of low testosterone besides maybe what I thought, the fact that I couldn't get pregnant. Okay. That's what I thought. But these days I'm very ma- big into like manifestations and stuff. Yeah. And I wonder if if I told myself my whole life that I cannot get pregnant, I wonder if that had a little bit to do with it. That I, is to say, I have told myself Possibly. for 15 years that I can't get sick and I have not, I don't get a cold, I don't get a flu, I didn't get COVID, nothing. Good for you. And it's no genetic damn thing here because my mom and my sister, they're sick every month. They're sick and I the told time. them, stop saying that you're sick. Right. Because I refuse to believe that I can get sick. Well, okay, you know this, I know this, speaking of manifestation, mm-hmm. our mind can heal our body. Yes, 100%. So therefore, if you're telling yourself something every single day, mm-hmm. okay. Um, Do you read anything from Joe Dispenza? I have a friend that keeps saying that she's going to die at 55, and, and I keep telling will. her, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People joke you know around about are. that shit, but no, I, I say my friend of mine said that, I think it was the mom or something, that always said that she... Oh, that she was gonna no she would always walk around saying i hope i don't get cancer i hope i don't get cancer she got cancer she died from cancer yeah wow so it's it's, it's not only that but it definitely has a big part and i read uh, like scientifically there's a part of the brain that most humans never learn how to use and that is the part of the brain that heals you mm-hmm. makes complete sense and i do i, I said i have I'd, I've never been diagnosed because I don't care for doctors, but I probably have ADHD and ADD and hyperactivity and all the different things. And all I just, I never gone to therapy. I've never done like any sort of medical help for anything, but I do like mindset and mental work mm-hmm. every single day. Do you speak myself. it out loud? Both. So that you can hear yourself. I do it yourself. quietly, but I also speak it out loud. Mm-hmm. So I do it in the morning and the evening. And typically when I drive, I say it very loud in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I just scream things in the car. It works though. It does. I manifested work. this crown 
And I manifested uh, a brand deal that I signed a while ago and I manifested my person and I got all the things. See, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I truly believe in all of that. I do. Yeah. You've got you've got to have that. I mean, whether they're affirmations, whether yeah. whatever it is that you tell yourself on a daily basis. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna happen. But I think if you do it, it's you know, people can say whatever people think it's trippy or whatever. It's it's not that you think it and it happens. It's if you tell yourself and convince yourself that it's going to happen, I feel like every day you wake up and you automatically work a little bit harder towards it mm -hmm. when you do that. If you do something, on, I the way that I work personally mm -hmm. is it's manifesting it, seeing it, believing it, saying mm -hmm. it and doing every something every single day, whether it be small, medium, yeah. large towards that goal yeah it's gonna happen yeah you know and the same that's why i like the thinking um think and grow rich the book yeah yeah absolutely where it just says like don't fucking give up yeah never just ever keep give going up. and people because i'm gonna say i've done that so many times when i was younger i start a project i failed so many projects i start it and then it doesn't work and then you quit while maybe if you just continued a little longer yeah. it would probably have worked and i had i remember i had this one project i did and i told my friend tommy about it oh my god he almost lost his shit and he got mad at me he's like how the fuck did you fuck that up and i was like do you know what if i hadn't fucked that up i wouldn't be where i am right now yeah yeah things happen for a reason because it was like a well. pretty major project and i even had the kardashians promote <gasps> <gasps> sweet and he's like what the fuck did you do maybe it just wasn't it wasn't meant to be it wasn't, wasn't meant, meant to be, be. no it was not <laughs> <laughs> Max, you're an inspiration. You really are. I mean, I'm so happy that you came on my podcast today. Me too. Thanks And for I mean, tell people where they can find you, mm -hmm. what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Tell them where you were, yeah. everything. I was going to say that too, because my coaching, let's start with that. I do yeah. coaching. So my focus is gut health and mindset. So okay. I do a lot of manifestation routines and habits for my clients, as well as, you know, training and food and everything. But that's like my, my baby project right now. I want to help people get healthy I, my passion is to help people with health issues where can they find you to do that uh nobloatclub.com or easiest to find me is max west on all platforms and then i have links to everything from there spell max west though because it's very deceiving yes. m-a-a-x-x-w-e-s-t there you go so same name everywhere youtube instagram facebook websites link tree like everything across same. the board very easy that's why i got the name i changed my actual name like that because nobody else has it. You will not that. find anybody else with that What's name. your real name again? My first name uh -huh. is Malin. Malin. Mm -hmm. Last name? I couldn't pronounce it. Oh, so, well. I couldn't pronounce story, it. Short. I saw it. <laughs> no, so my Swedish name is Weiberg. Okay. Ibari, we say. Uh, my name used to be West. Got it. Which is when I started my business. So I've just kept it. Okay. And then I still have my ex-husband's other name. <laughs> like that. Like. Which is... <laughs> So Max West it's across so the board, Instagram, mess. Facebook, um, YouTube, yes. and they can get in touch with you there mm -hmm. for everything. I saw yeah. you have across the board. Yes. You know, your training, your pure blood, mm -hmm. uh, your photography. photography. I think everything kind of goes together because typically somebody comes, you have health issues, you want help with coaching, and then you learn about me, you buy a pure blood shirt, and then after you become healthy and lose weight, you do a photo shoot. So it's like there everything kind of just goes together. You got it all right there. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show today on Chilling with Ice. Next time we'll do the opposite. I ask you questions. Please do. Yeah. I absolutely love talking about I come on your show and ask you questions. That's fun. <laughs> we should do that. <laughs> 
You guys don't go anywhere. Um, the ones that are on my Patreon, you are going to hear rapid fire questions with Max West next. So if you're not a Patreon, go to my Patreon page at Chillin' With Ice, become a Patreon, and you're going to listen to all the rapid fire questions with Max West. Thank you so much for joining us on Chillin' With Ice, where legends live on. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to Chillin' with Ice. And don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. Remember to follow us on Patreon and YouTube at Chillin' with Ice. And on Instagram and TikTok, you can follow me at lori.ice.fetrick. I look forward to chilling with you next time here on Chillin' with Ice. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.